0: You are listening to the Fancy Free Podcast, where my guests and I tell our most embarrassing funny stories so that we all feel less alone in our imperfections and forge connection through vulnerability and humor. I'm Joanne Jarrett, and I am your host, and today I have with me Julietta Skoog. Julietta is a parent coach and certified positive discipline advanced trainer with a specialty education degree in school psychology and a master's degree in school counseling from Seattle University. With over 20 years of experience helping families, she co-founded Sproutable, science-backed online parenting insights for pregnancy to preschool, helping multitasking and sleep-deprived parents everywhere. Her popular keynote speeches, classes, Sproutable videos and workshops have been described as rejuvenating, motivating, and inspiring, but she's learned most from her own three children. Julieta, thank you so much for being with me today. Oh, you are so
1: welcome. Thanks for having me. This is like one of the most fun podcasts I think I've ever heard about in terms of a topic. What a brilliant idea. Thank you. (laughs) It really stands out. It's so fun. I'm so excited to be part of this conversation.
0: I love it. It's so much fun. I just get to laugh and laugh, and my guests never disappoint.
1: (laughs) What a great opportunity. Just have your little happy factor every day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What did I miss about who you are and what you do?
1: Well, thank you so much again for having me. There was a lot in the bio. I have three daughters. Their ages are 12, nine, and four. We live here in Seattle, Washington, in the little tip of the Northwest part of the country. And I have a fabulous business partner who I co-founded Sproutable with, and we just really love helping parents.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And I love the name. Naming is such a big deal to me, and I love a good, clever name that kind of says a lot. How did you come up with that? Well, that's a good question. You'll have to ask Alana.
1: She is the one that came up with Sproutable and we really joined forces. I'd been working as a school psychologist, school counselor, really doing a lot of these in-person positive discipline classes and workshops for years and years. And she came with a background in public health and early childhood education. And really it was about how do we get the information that you are sharing with parents that she was just like so inspired by? How do we get it to more? people and was really excited about this online platform. And so when she was thinking about the name, it was really about how we are able to grow our remarkable kids. It's really that sort of forward motion. So you know, sprout mm-hmm. little, little children, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I love it. So cute. All righty, well let's get to know you a little better with your rapid fire yeah. questions. What okay. is your superpower?
1: My superpower, I would say, is a parent whisperer. I have people tell me all the time (laughs) that I have a magic ability to translate what children are trying to communicate to parents through their behavior. And then being able to talk to parents in a way to help them understand what their children are trying to communicate, and then how to bridge that. And so within that superpower, I really help parents find the fun, especially for these early ages, really help them discover ways to connect both. We you know it's grounded in neuroscience, but also psychologically for kids, how to connect before they correct and redirect, how to connect through those spicy transitions and routines and the relentlessness of parenting and then help parents change the way they talk to their children and the way they are so that they can invite more cooperation and also just go deeper with their relationship, be more connected.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Okay. What was your first live concert?
1: You are not going to believe this. So (laughs) I grew up in Berkeley, California, and we have a subway, it's not a subway, it's above ground called BART. Do you know, are you familiar with BART?
0: Yeah, my husband went to school in San Francisco, and his grandpa lived in Oakland. We never rode BART across the bay, but I wanted to.
1: <laughs> okay, so you know, so I grew up there. My parents let me and my best friend in the eighth grade on a school night take BART by ourselves into Oakland to see the Go-Go's.
0: <gasps> what? Yes. That's crazy. And you live to tell about it.
1: We live to tell about I'm like, Talk about parenting in the 80s that kind of benign neglect. They're like, sure, figure it out. They were all about like, go be independent. And we had so much fun. And thankfully, like the minute we got there, there were these two so sweet men. They were like, girls, what are you doing here by yourselves? You need to, and I know when I say like two men, it's freaky, but you could know they were like, the sweetest, kindest, we will make sure that you are okay. We're total oh. like the dads that just like totally watched us the whole time. And it-
0: we're signing up for security detail. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, That's they were so- awesome. So we had so much fun. I'm still a huge Go-Go's fan to this day.
0: Wow. That's one of those mind-expanding, world-expanding experiences that you want your kids to have. But it's so scary as parents to... Balance offering those experiences and making sure that they're going to stay safe. Ooh. And yeah, in the '80s, you're right; we were all the way pendulum <laughs> one direction with like, "Sure, go ahead." <laughs> it's
1: really. I mean, I think about. I have a seventh grader now, and I am like, "No way!" I mean, I don't. Maybe I. I don't know if I'll be in a different space in a year, but I just can't even imagine saying that would be okay.
0: And your parents couldn't call you on your cell phone or get a text when you were nope. heading home or nope. see your location or anything. <laughs>
1: Talk about trust and faith in their daughter. Yeah. And I did have a good, I mean, you know, of course I can say that back then, but like I had a good head on my shoulders, of course. Like I felt responsible. I felt totally capable. Mm-hmm. Part of that was their confidence and, you know, the practice and all of that. But yeah, it was pretty wild. It was fun.
0: Oh, fun. Okay. What's the most amazing thing you've ever won?
1: <gasps> okay. Also, great story are you familiar with HGTV and a lot of the home improvement shows? Okay. Uh So it was 2011 and I was pregnant with my second and um, my husband, John and I were at Lowe's, which is like a Home Depot. Anyway, we get ambushed in Lowe's by the bath crashers TV crew. (sighs) What? This is what they would do to go find people. They would go to these home improvement places, and they ended up interviewing like 20 different couples that day, and then narrowing it down to two, coming back to us and saying, we've narrowed it down to two couples. We're going to follow you home, check out (laughs) your house to see if it's a good fit, and they picked us. It was a win for us. It felt like winning the lottery.
0: huge. And you didn't even have to enter a contest. You were just in the right place at the right time.
1: That's exactly right. And they (laughs) literally remodeled our entire bathroom upstairs. They still air it. It's called Seattle Espresso Suite. And they literally put an espresso in it. It is like the most tricked out bathroom you've ever seen. It's like half of an entire attic. It's just incredible. So that was pretty fun. But I have to say, Joanne, I sort of felt like I knew we were going to be picked because I win things all the time. Really? There's that, but I also won a stereo my senior year in high school. There was a big raffle and I won. I just feel like I win things all the time.
0: Wow. That's awesome. How exciting I life know. must be. <laughs> that's great. I'm so happy for you. That's awesome. I love it. I just love hearing stories about people winning stuff. I don't know why. This is so fun. It is. All right. What movie line gets quoted most in your house?
1: I don't know if a YouTube counts as a movie, but as a psychologist, as a parent coach, I'm obviously steeped in a love for all things Brene Brown. I love that you've started the podcast talking about our vulnerability. We've learned so much for her about that. So she has this YouTube about empathy. I don't know if you've seen it with a little bear and these little animals. It's cartoon. Of course, I've teach my children all about empathy and One of the things in the YouTube that Brene Brown shares is that empathy does not start with at least. So, you know, if you were to share with me, my marriage is falling apart, for me to say, well, at least you have a marriage is not empathy, right? Oh, interesting. Yes. Yes. There's another line in that that my girls say all the time. We just find it so funny where they say, you know, Sarah's. Failing in school, and they say, At least Johnny is an A student. And so, my girls and I in our house, like, whenever somebody's like, Well, at least whatever, then we look at each other, we pause, and we're like, At least Sarah is an A student. So, that's <laughs> one line that we say all the time, which is kind of our little empathy joke. And then the other movie line that I love, I'm a huge diehard Goonies fan. And so, there's a scene in that movie when they make a huge mess, the statue breaks, and the mom comes in and she's like, Boys. I want this cleaned up. You know, this is like, what's this? This is a mess. I want this cleaned up. And it's my way when my kids make a big mess that I can actually pause and instead of just yelling at them or adding a little dose of shame or blame, it softens me. It lightens me up a little bit. Mm. And I, so I say Mm -hmm. that line and it kind of makes us all laugh a little bit and then they clean up the mess.
0: Oh, yeah. I love that. Uh, Okay. What's your favorite thing about the place you live?
1: I love Seattle. Have you been to Seattle?
0: I went to college in Seattle, yeah. <gasps> oh gosh, we should have talked
1: about that. That's did you go to
0: UW? I did. <laughs> I graduated in ninety-four.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, we were close. I was just arriving in ninety-four. I graduated oh, in 98. Well, wow. then you know, I should ask you what your favorite thing about Seattle is. What is your what did you love about Seattle?
0: Gosh, I couldn't even narrow it down. Just all the water and the beautiful green, everything. I was coming from Reno, Nevada, where everything was brown. Oh. Oh my gosh. gosh. So everything just being green, I loved. I loved being able to walk everywhere that I needed to go because Reno is super spread out and you're always in your car. I also really like the music scene, but it was maybe quite a bit different just even for you than it was for me because I was there. Like I went to one of the very early Pearl Jam concerts before they were very big. And I think one of my hands is actually in the video. And I dated a guy who- was in a band and so we did a lot of the live that. <laughs> music scene. Oh my gosh,
1: in like the absolute seminal time. Totally. It's like incredible. I mean, you were there.
0: Yes, so fun.
1: I have to say, I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan. Are you? Yes. Been to so many shows. So I feel like you are such a kindred spirit. I love that you saw them before they were, you know, famous.
0: Yes. It's the EvenFlow video, and it's in a little theater. I can't remember the name of the theater now. It's so weird. It's been it's the been a show long box, time. or I wonder no. what it was. How it cool was like is that? A little, a tiny little, like old fashioned looking theater. And it was really, really exciting. And only because. Of my friends, like my friend Jason was big into the music scene, dragged me around to all this stuff, which I oh. loved. He would recognize, yes. oh, that's so and so from so and so band, and I'd be like, oh wow, you know.
1: Oh my <laughs> gosh! So well, and there's so. I mean, they were all friends, so like all those bands. Yes. I mean, early yeah. on, you yeah, ninety to ninety four. Wow, that is so cool. I'll have to rewatch that video. Look for your hand.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Well, you nailed, I mean, exactly, I would say exactly those things that I was, I mean, you took the words out of my mouth. So I would really? say the, the access to water for sure, because I'm from California, I'm just such a water baby. And I just love, uh, yeah. like all things water. I love the rain. I love the Lake Washington. I love living, you know, less than a mile from Green Lake. And so being able to just mm-hmm. access the water, Oh jump my gosh, in. I used
0: to jog around Green Lake. <laughs> I, you did. We're so but yeah. Well,
1: yeah, we're in Wallingford. I run to Green Lake around and back home. That's my route. You're so, kidding.
0: Oh my yeah. gosh. I used to run around Green Lake once or twice. And I went with a boy yeah. that was way faster than I was. So he'd go like three times and I'd go around two times. Oh my goodness. And then we'd That's drive back inc- to the apartment.
1: That's so cute. Well, you know then. I mean, I'm, I'm looking out at the greenery. I love that. For me too, the live music scene. My husband's just a huge Pearl Jam fan, huge music fan. And so when we settled back after college, went away to New York City for a little bit. And then when we moved back for grad school and settled back into Seattle, just have had so much fun, you know, the last 25 years. Being able to like access so many small shows.
0: You know, it's a great place to do that.
1: Even being able to have it all so close. Like I'm home mm-hmm. within 10 minutes after a show too. yes. <laughs>
0: So crazy! yeah, yeah, I live in Missoula, Montana, and actually, for what a small town it is, there is a pretty decent music scene here. Not that I've really availed myself too much. We just are still getting kind of settled in, but Spokane's not super far away, and so we've done some comedy shows over there, and oh yeah, that, oh, that, that totally, kind of, you know doing that kind of stuff really it's it's a boost to the quality of life for sure,
1: absolutely. I mean, I think that art and culture, like just to be live with art, I mean that music is art to me, you know, and yeah maybe I should have shared that part about myself too. That's not in the bio. I was a professional dancer up until I was pregnant with my oldest. You're
0: kidding. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: yeah, I was a modern dancer. I actually majored in dance, but was also pre-med and deep in the sciences and all of that. And then eventually found psychology and got more into that mode for grad school, but always was kept dancing throughout all of that. So I think that's wow. part of you know having that as my like the performing heart. arts and, are really really yeah big really to important you. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I love that part of being able to access a lot of that here in Seattle yeah. and the dance scene is amazing and then just being able to walk it sort of feels like a city and a small town at the same time you know totally
0: yes I love yeah. that feel I had the same feeling when I lived right in the city of San Francisco because it's like a bunch of little communities yes. little neighborhoods all adjacent to each other but everybody has what they need right there yeah so fun yeah exactly. This episode is brought to you by Shelfie Shop. Shelfie Shop is my online store where I sell my shelfies, which is a line of women's loungewear that is for the no bra zone. When I get home, I take my bra off and that's just sort of like a mental indicator to me that I'm in for the day and it makes me more comfortable physically. But then I sometimes feel like I'm flapping in the breeze, and I need a little bit more support and some coverage so I don't traumatize the UPS man if I open the door without my bra on. So I started wearing shelf bra tanks, and then I decided that I wanted all of my pajamas to have shelf bras and could not find anything anywhere for years. Well, finally, I made a prototype. I designed my own. I loved them, and then I thought, hey, maybe other people would like this too. So I set about To design a line of loungewear that had two important aspects. Number one, each outfit has to have a shelf bra. The shelf bra has to be soft. It has to have good nipple coverage, but not be so thick that it adds bulk. It has to have separation so that I don't look like I have a boob loaf in there like you do when you're in a sports bra. And I don't know about you guys, but I do all of my housework and all of my lounging around in my cozy clothes, and most of them don't have pockets. And I'm listening to podcasts, or I'm listening to music, or I just want my phone with me in case somebody texts me, and I'm back and forth zigzagging across the house, and it's frustrating. So all of Shelfie Shop's outfits have a pocket for your phone that's out of the way so that you can bend and squat and do anything you need to do, and your phone's not in an uncomfortable place in your pocket. They have tagless labels for maximum coziness, luxurious, soft, premium fabric, and they are made in small handmade runs, which allow for exquisite quality. So I would be absolutely honored if you would head to shelfyshop.com, that's S-H-E-L-F-I-E-S-H-O-P-P-E.com to check out what I have for sale. Here is to incognito pajama wearing and being cozy. As you know, the point of this podcast is to share our embarrassing stories, not only so that we can remind the listeners they're not alone, but also so that we can demonstrate the connection that is made when we share them and laugh together and sort of admit this stuff to each other. So what do you have for us today? What are some of your not so fancy moments?
1: Oh my goodness. I mean not so fancy. Even if we just describe not so fancy, I would say that's like my day-to-day, right? <laughs> that's not so <laughs> yeah. fancy. Um, but I think one that really stuck out to me when I was thinking about this is that, you know, you think you're the most fancy on Perhaps the day you get married, you know that's when you really gussy up
0: the peak of physical perfection with the hair and the makeup (laughs) and the nails and the dress and the shoes and the underwear. Yeah,
1: (laughs) right. Everything matters. It like it all comes down to that day, you know. And I mean, the pressure we put on ourselves. And I loved my dress. I mean, I it feels like an extension of our family still at this point. Like I love this dress so much. Found it with my girlfriend in New York City, and it was this Australian designer and my friend was Australian. It just was really special, you know? And my grandmother had played a part in it sort of as as a backstory, like she had really wanted to be a part of it. And so it really said like, find something that like speaks to you. Like I just, this all came to the stress, right? So the day comes... We were married in Monterey and I go to put the dress on and my mother-in-law was really was the one that was zipping me up, zipping it up in the back. And it's this beautiful strapless dress and she starts to zip it up and is nervous. She's like, my hands are shaking Aww. and it sticks. You know when that little and... bit of fabric gets into the, into the thing and you had to be so careful. I mean, the fabric was like so delicate so then my older sister, I've got to always blame my sister in any story. So my sister (laughs) is like, let me try, you know, shoves it up a little bit more. It gets stuck even worse. And so now I'm like freaking out. Right. So then we're like, what are we going to do? It's like stuck. So they're like, we've got to cut it out. So they, they get scissors. I'm like, dying you know like like, don't cut this perfect dress but they do they they give it a little snip snip so that they can zip Uh. it all the way up and it zips to the top and we're like oh my gosh okay a crisis averted we're good we go on to have a beautiful ceremony like and I as you know now I've remembered to share I'm a dancer my husband's such a great dancer one of the reasons I fell in love with him as I said I would only you know marry somebody that's a good dancer so we are just like dancing our, you know what's off.
0: Guys are cutting the rug. We
1: are jamming <laughs> it out, and so I am just like all in, like moving my body. And all of a sudden, mid dance, I feel this rip down my <laughs> entire back, and what had been zipped up and cut out was only being held by a thread, and the entire back opens up in the middle of the dance floor.
0: And just
1: before the whole dress completely falls down to reveal my birthday suit, I grab it, hold my chest, go running to the bathroom. The DJ makes this hilarious comment like, whoopsie-daisy, and... You know, Three girlfriends come running after me somehow by the grace of God with safety pins and like yanking and shoving and whatever, just get it all the way back zipped up again. And I'm like, get me back out on that dance floor. And I ran back out and kept dancing.
0: Oh, you did. Good for you. So you didn't lose confidence. I did
1: not. But I think what was for me, it was so embarrassing. There was this moment when it happened. That, I, that you almost go to, like, this crazy space of, like, now everything is ruined. Yeah. Oh. Do you ever go where you're like, see, I knew it was too good to be true?
0: Yes. It's all coming, crashing oh. down. I knew it. Yes. I knew this would happen. I knew happen. it. Yeah, I go to this and really it, negative place.
1: Oh. Totally. And it was, like, in that split second where I kind of ha- – I could have, you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. I could have been, like, it's over. I'm mortified but i was like no way you know and i was no, like I'm i don't get back out I'm there. getting back out there yes yeah, get me another drink I and let's it. go yeah
0: safety pin this puppy so that doesn't happen again and let me wow. back out there for the shimmy shake oh i that's love it that's
1: right and i will say afterwards i did spend the money to get it fixed get it cleaned oh, like good. preserve it
0: good. so that it's
1: i still do have it and can potentially, I'm sure none of them will want it, but could potentially pass it down to any human being that might want to wear it. So
0: was <laughs> awesome. Okay. I have to ask. It was a strapless dress. Were you wearing a bra?
1: God, you know what is so funny? I'm like, was I? I honestly, <laughs> I want to say no. Yeah.
0: Well, a lot of them have sort of the structure built into those, like cups and boning and would you? Yeah,
1: that's exactly right. And frankly, as a dancer, like I have been through so many costumes, where I prefer it to all be in the "quote unquote" costume, i.e., the wedding totally. dress, because yeah. it's just a recipe for like costume disaster, right? So I don't think I did, Joanne. I don't think I did.
0: <laughs> nope. man, I'm I'm glad you were quick to, to grasp. <laughs> grasp the girls. Oh my goodness, the right? That would have been a whole uh, other level of crazy embarrassment.
1: <laughs> yes. And I this is the other crazy thing though that I keep thinking about too is this was also in the day where cell phones were just emerging and oh, yeah. thankfully it wasn't like caught on camera and then go viral or whatever, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, is it in your wedding video? Do you have a wedding video?
1: I do. You can barely detect it. There's the moment that you see me kind of jamming out and you hear the DJ say something, but yeah, you're right. It was like on the wedding video, but not in a like, rip like, and
0: see everything. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's all up and close. And
1: Exactly. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: that's Oh my gosh. That's so crazy. I mean, you know, something crazy is going to happen. I I don't have anything like that about my wedding day, but I just even remember going from the house to the car to get to the church. My dad was carrying my dress and he was dragging it on the ground because it was so long, you know? And yes. I was like, dad, you're dragging my dress on the ground. And I mean, I never talked to my dad like that. I was so <laughs> snappish. And, and my mom was, I was like, mom, it's time to go. And she's like, hang on. I just have to do my nails real quick. I'm like, what? Oh, you man. can't do your nails right now. Yeah.
1: I know. It's like all systems uh, go. It's just like you can't, yeah, it has to just like be perfect. Yes.
0: (laughs) uh, There's a lot of tension. But then now I'm so bought into the idea that perfect is forgettable and the characters and the imperfections, you know, people probably love telling that story about seeing your dress rip at your reception because you handled it so beautifully and here she is back out on the dance floor and those girls that helped you, you know, MacGyver that thing back together. I mean, that was like such a bonding experience. Totally.
1: And I will say also that to your point about forgettable and memorable, I have so many people from our wedding that talk about it because they remember that they remember the whole thing. They're like, and it was awesome
0: it's not just like they're scandalized. Yes. It's just like, oh, remember that? And this happened and that happened. Yes. yes.
1: so It sort oh. of like has held that wedding for them, you know, in a sea of so right. many. So as like how awesome it was. So yeah, it was, I totally it was like agree. A
0: bookmark. Yeah, totally. Oh my gosh. Okay. I I think we're going to need to do another episode. Are you oh, up for I that? I would love to come back.
1: You're so cute. I would love okay, to. Okay.
0: Awesome. I want to hear these other two stories. I, I can't not hear those, but I'm trying to keep my interviews a little shorter so that the editing isn't so much of a bear and I'm like, I can't be cutting out all this content. Let's do it. It's so good. Yeah, good call. It's time to talk about life hacks. Do you have a life hack for the listeners today?
1: I do. Hopefully this still falls in like hack, but it is definitely in my world. Which is family meetings. Mm. You know, I have three kids, I work full time. There is so much happening and so many things can go sideways. And when we spend 15 minutes, that's all we do 15 minutes once a week to get together, give compliments, go through our agenda items, we put grievances on there, we go through ones from last week, we go through the calendar. You'd be stunned at what the five of us can get through in 15 minutes do a quick role play. We get so back on track so quickly that it saves me hours the rest of the week. That is definitely a lifesaver for me. I feel like it is our special sauce. So I definitely recommend family meetings.
0: You have a recipe for a good family meeting, like an article you've written?
1: Yep. I have a blog that details the whole thing on our website. You can go to our website and go to parent blog and it's right there. I will link to it in the show
0: notes too. I have to tell you, I have a senior and a junior. They're girls. And yes. right now we have a, a bonus child who's spending his senior year with us. And I, it's like, it's just pushed me over the edge organizationally wise, but it's, I love it. It's so much fun. I'm not complaining at all, but yes. I've had to go to a dry erase board system where they all write their school schedules, their sports yes. schedules, their work schedules. And then I write dinner at the bottom and then our work schedules and I have been toying with the idea of a short Sunday night family meeting. And I think you've just pushed me over the edge to say, yeah, oh. we need to do that.
1: Oh, you yeah. have to. Oh, my gosh. It, especially for those kids in those ages. I mean, the reasons I started when my kids were in, still like six months old in a high chair, is because <laughs> I'm like leading up to where you are. You know what I mean? To like mm-hmm. That is when it matters the most and so helpful. So yeah, absolutely. we are all and driving
0: think- and everyone's in a million directions and we need to stay connected.
1: That's exactly right. In fact, one of our agenda items, our schedules, even with our kids, you know, twelve, nine, and four, were so busy that we're like, how are we able to do, you know, these various things? They have their own little sister night. We want to do a game night. We have this thing called Sunday learning where we really intentionally talk about our movement towards being anti racist and talking about anxiety and talking about other just social emotional issues within our family. Mm. And so just like really getting Clarity on when we can do that. It came out of the family meeting. My nine-year-old's idea, or it might have been my husband's. I don't know. How about each of us be an ambassador? Each of us actually took the lead on them. And my four-year-old is so excited to be in charge of family meetings. She's the one that like oh
0: my gosh, says when amazing. it
1: is and calls it to the counter. My biggest, you know, advice with it is to always start with a round of compliments, and you will be amazed.
0: You said that, and it really stuck in my head. I was like, compliments. That's a yeah. great idea.
1: Yeah, it's so lovely. It's so connecting. You start with I thank you for or I acknowledge or I notice and it's just that little bit of connection that then opens your brain. I mean, there's the neuroscience behind it. It actually opens your brain to feel mm-hmm. safe and connected and so then you're more in your prefrontal cortex to actually come up with great ideas. So then when you get to those agenda items, you're really collaborative and creative for your solutions,
0: primed to fire in oscillators. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Next time we talk, I'll have to let you know how that's going. I'm going to have you hold me to it. We're going to start family meetings this Sunday. Next time we talk, I'll tell you how it's going. Awesome. Awesome. Woohoo. Okay. Is there anything that you want to add that you want the listeners to know about Sproutable?
1: Yeah, I think what sets us apart is our video content. We have an incredible lineup. We're focused on early ages and with some really exciting new developments that I'm not allowed to share on air yet, but Mm -hmm. that are coming in 2022. Let's just say there's going to be a teen and tween edition that's coming our way. And what sets us really apart is to show we film real families, real kids, real kids, real nannies, real teachers, really using the positive discipline tools in action so that it's not just like, oh yeah, I've got three kids, Like, try it, take my advice. It's like you actually see the way the kids respond when the parents are asking instead of just
0: telling. You can see the de-escalation or you can see the light bulb go on. Totally, or, oh, when they're doing that. the
1: contributions. So it's really, mm-hmm. that is what really sets us apart. And we have an incredible on-demand, self-paced course for parents for toddlers, for preschoolers. We have a nanny certification that's very unique to us. Wow. Just celebrating the nannies in the the world. And that comes with incredible coaching opportunities and Q&As and an app. We really are deeply in the online space that I think makes it accessible. And I think especially one of the silver linings of COVID is that now people are comfortable on the online space. So yeah we're there and can meet you. And so in that way, we're able to reach so many parents all over the world. Really, it's been so rewarding to to be able to meet parents from all over the world through our coaching and through our classes.
0: Amazing. yeah. I know that as a mom who I was married for six years, I was a family physician. I come from a really, really, really special, wonderful, intact, awesome, loving home. And my husband does too. And yet still, when our kids were born, we were on our ears. I mean, you figure if anybody's ready, we were. Oh my gosh. I tell people all the time, having babies was hands down harder than my trauma rotation in medical school where I was on for 36 hours, off for 12 hours for an entire month. Hands
1: down. That is exactly right. In fact, talking about Green Lake, I say the story, Joanne, like I thought, you know, here I was, psychologist. I'd been working in the schools for five years. Like I had Worked with so many kids for so long. I knew everything. The minute that colicky baby was born, Mm. she took me down. I remember strolling around Green Lake, having this image, oh, I'm just going to stroll my baby, going like 10 feet and sobbing because she's Uh screaming. I can't soothe her. The wind is whipping off the lake. You know, I'm like postpartum, like everything. Yes. I mean, it's just nothing what I imagined at all. It's uh-huh. It's so yeah, it's hard, you're like, you know?
0: this is not what I signed up for. Totally. And yet here we are now I need help. Yeah, that's that's why I joined Mops because you know, we all need help. And when I walked in there and those women found out that I had been a physician before being a stay-at-home mom, they started, you know, acting like maybe they had something to learn from me, but I was like, oh, no, no, please, please, no, uh-uh. forget you ever, you know that about me. And i that's how I kind of started telling self-deprecating stories because I was like, no, pr- I promise you, that's just what I did before I had kids. This is harder and I need help. Like <laughs> <You know>? Exactly.
1: <laughs> Alana was like, we well, got to tell your embarrassing parenting stories. And I'll say it's, they're not even like, Embarrassing. They're just true. Like when I am just mm-hmm. like screaming at my kids being like, you're never going to get a birthday party ever again, you know, and <laughs> these moments where we are not perfect. It's like the perfectly mm-hmm. imperfect times. And yet, you know, what I'm learning along the way, those are the moments where we've grown so much. Oh, totally. Those are those opportunities to teach those life skills and to model repair and to grow a relationship and to work through the problem solving and to change the system and, you know, strengthen our executive functioning and really learn how to work and, and live and be together in relationship with each other and grow closer.
0: Yes. I'm like, preach, Julietta. Yes. (laughs) I just whacked my microscope or my, not my microscope, my microphone. (laughs) Microscope. That was a different part of my life. (laughs) I was going to say, that's, that's pretty and slip. Yeah, totally. Oh, Julieta, you are so much fun. Thank you oh. so much for being with me. And I'm so excited about our next conversation. You are awesome. The listeners are absolutely going to love you. And I thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for sharing more about Spradable and where everybody can find me.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Oh my gosh, you guys. I loved my conversation with Julietta. She's someone I feel like I could talk all day to about. Superficial stuff all the way to the really deep stuff. So she's just right up my alley. And we are gonna do another episode. So definitely stay tuned for that. If you thought her wedding dress story was funny, she has a couple of doozies that you're just gonna find fascinating and so much fun. Make sure to check out the show notes for today's episode at fancyfreepodcast.com episode one two four to get all the links we discussed today and so you can learn more about Julieta and Sproutable. Remember to Follow Fancy Free wherever you're listening so that new episodes pop into your feed each week. And if you want more connection, laughter, and sharing, join the Fancy Free Facebook group. It is so much fun over there. We talk about all kinds of crazy things. If you have a story to tell but you don't want me to interview you on the podcast, email me at notfancy@fancyfreepodcast.com at and tell me your story and I will include it in the listener stories segment. Remember to check out Shelfie Shop, which is my line of super cozy, cute loungewear with built-in shelf bras and phone pockets. It's like incognito, wear everywhere, forget the bra, fabulousness. That is ShelfieShop.com. That's S-H-E-L-F-I-E-S-H-O-P-P-E.com and use the code Fancy Free for free shipping. Have a wonderful week and remember, no one is as fancy as they look.